Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Three Identical Strangers tells the astonishing true story of three men who make the chance discovery at the age of 19 that they are they are identical twins, separated at birth and adopted to different parents. The trio's joyous reunion in 1980 catapults them into fame, but it also sets in motion a chain of events that unearths an extraordinary and disturbing secret that goes beyond their own lives, a secret that goes to the very heart of all human nature. And that is the summary of this remarkable, remarkable documentary called Three Identical Strangers. And we're fortunate to have with us today the director of Three Identical Strangers, and that would be Tim Ordle. Tim, welcome to Film School. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. This is. I just want to, before we get too far into this, I want to just sort of prep our audience. This is one of those stories that you couldn't make up. And and I think that's and to be able to do this, uh, pull this uh, story together in the way that you have is quite an achievement. And uh, my hat's off to you as a filmmaker and as a storyteller. So I just want to get that out there. Um, how, how did you hear about this story behind the and by the way, I want to before we get too far, I want to identify these three men. Can we just uh, Robert Shaffron, David, Robert Shaffron, David Kelman and Eddie Gallon. Thank you. Thank you very much. These are the three uh, men who discover that they okay so tell me how you heard about the story uh someone brought it into the company that i was working at. i work at a company called raw who who made other make other films like they made a, a documentary called the imposter a few years back oh, and yeah. american animals um which is out in theaters this year um and you know instantly when this when this story came across my desk i was like this is the this is the greatest story single story i've ever heard in in, in my life you know in drama or in um, factual, and I, I, I knew instantly that I, I had to make it. I mean, it, it works on so many levels. It's a, it's a compelling human story about these these brothers being reunited, but it's also uh, a story that allows you to explore much bigger themes of of kind of things like uh, free will, destiny, um, nature versus nurture. So I was I was convinced from the the first moment I heard about it. Yeah, the. So you've heard the story. You then, as a someone who's working in a production company, what was the next step? Did you start talking to your people? How did you sort of pull together the logistics of getting this underway? Well, the single biggest challenge was uh, getting the triplets on side to take part in the in the, in the film. Um, when you when you watch the movie and you you learn their story, you'll understand why they find it very hard to trust people, um, and so. Earning their trust took a, a long time. I mean, it was probably a, a period of three or four years, really building up trust with them and their families, um, and then also raising raising finance for the film. And I spent a lot of time in the UK trying to fully fund the film in in the in the UK in England. Yeah, and couldn't do that, and and ultimately brought it to to the US, where instantly um, there was a lot of interest. That was. My next question, because I obviously, with the show, I hear tons and tons of pitches for films uh, coming to me, and I can't imagine that someone hearing the story wouldn't have immediately been drawn to provide some level of support, whether it be financial and or just psychological support to you moving forward. Was that, it sounds like that was kind of the case for you. Uh, was, was it hard? Well, to, it was, was it hard in, to get people UK, to... Go ahead. Sorry. 
It, sorry, in the UK, in the UK with the, the, the feature doc world, there it's, it's very hard. There are very few films which are kind of funded, you know, cinema cinema docs, and and I just couldn't. I got really close, but people kept saying, "What's the third act? I don't understand where this story is going to go." And um, mm-hmm. I, I just just spent a lot of time. Then, of course, as soon as I took it to the US, um, we only pitched it two places: Netflix and CNN Films, and both were instantly, well, "We want to do this film." So, and from, you know, both would have been great places to. Um, to take the movie, but I'm I'm really glad we ended up with CNN Films as the majority funder. Yeah, well, you alluded to it, and I'll, let's touch on this a little bit. The uh, the gaining the confidence of these of these men. Tell me, um, just you mentioned that you took a long period of time to do that. Was there was there one who kind of got on your side first and then said, "Hey, this is a good this is a good project. This is something we should go along with." Um, or did they always kind of hold somewhere in the back of their minds or in their actions some reticence was just sort of getting their confidence what was that I think at different points um, different ones of the bro- different one of the brothers was more on side than the other yeah. and and it would sort of change um, but I think there was always a sense that there was a kind of reticence and slight suspicion of who we were and what we were doing the whole way through. And to be honest, even in, in production, sometimes I wondered if they were going to suddenly pull out of the, mm. of the film, which was, you know, made it quite stressful. But, you know, what you what you have with documentaries, once you build up a rapport with people, uh, you know, the, and particularly their family and friends, I think that it gets to a point where everyone understands that there's a, there's a sort of... Um, informal kind of contract agreement that's kind of that's kind of happened that, that you know we've invested so much time particularly as, as brits coming over to meet them and stuff that you know once we start doing this um it's going to happen mm-hmm. and you know i was luck- lucky that as, as as we made the film you know i think the trust grew and yeah. you know certainly now since they've seen it you know it's it's uh, you know they they're, they're thrilled with the film which is brilliant yeah, and by the way, thank you for your patience. I'm I'm going down this line of questioning because, as you will see in the film, you'll see why I'm pursuing this because these people, these three men, were were uh, the on the receiving end of a lot of very conflicting and very troubling sort of circumstances. So their reticence or lack thereof, their lack of of pursuing this with others, is an understandable, um, you know, understandable on their part. The way that they found out about their circumstances, uh, just a little bit of that, sort of how the actual, these these identical strangers found themselves. Well, found themselves initially when they when they met for the first time. The, the basic story is that, you know, a guy, you know, the film opens with a guy called um, Bobby Shaffron going to college um, for the first time. He's 19 years old. It's 1980 turns up at this college. He's never been there before. It's an obscure college in upstate New York. And from the moment he turns up, everyone acts like they know him already. You know, people are hugging him, kissing him, slapping on the back, and he's never been there before. Um, and then people start calling him Eddie. And he says, well, my name's not Eddie. It's, it's Bobby. And no one will believe him. Um, and eventually some guy comes up to him and says, well, were you adopted? And when he says, yeah, this guy says, I, I think you've got a twin brother. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they track down this guy called Eddie who was at the same college the previous year and they look identical and it's instantly apparent that they're brothers. Uh, they become reunited and, and it, 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 it hits the newspapers and it's a big story. The next day they get a call from someone saying, I look just like you guys. I think I'm the third. I think we're triplets. Um, and uh, he's called David Kelman. So, 
they, they these three brothers at the age of 19 discover themselves and 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 become famous yeah. um and yeah. go on talk shows and everything and and the film really picks up the story at that point and and explores um, what happens next, but also the very dark um, reasons behind their the separation in the first place. Yes, and it is an amazing, remarkable turn, and um, we'll leave that for the audience to discover on their own. But uh, you, you were catapulted into into the, the spotlight because there was a reporter from Newsday, which is a was a, was a big newspaper in um, the New York. I think it was New York State, and uh, it became. It be, it just got bigger and bigger, and he they eventually ended up on Phil Donahue and all kinds of shows. They were yeah beyond. They were viral before there was a viral. Uh, very very yeah. Quickly. They were the front page front page of every newspaper in the world, pretty much at one point. You know when it first broke. So so just ex- and in the film you do this just examining the kind of pressure cooker of not knowing you had a brother to all of a sudden being thrust into this enormous kind of uh, notoriety, this tremendous amount of notoriety, that in and of itself is a very interesting part of the film. And So they don't even know they have a brother, and within a very short period of time, they're now trying to navigate the world with these two men that they didn't know existed. Sort of how much pressure do you think that put on their relationship to, as, as, as sort of an, 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 in just starting out? Absolutely. I mean, I think it put a huge amount of pressure. I mean, you go from, um, you know, thinking you're an individual to suddenly discovering you essentially have two clones of yourself who have been, you know, going around living their own lives. And, and, and I think it puts pressure in terms of you comparing each other. You know, you, you think, well, is he doing better than me? Why is he doing better? We both have the same genetics. You know, what, what's... Um, why is it, why have I not um, got the, the the better car? Why has he got a better car? Why is he more successful with women? You know, so I think it um, encourages all kinds of comparisons that that most of us make with with siblings and friends. But you know, when it's when it's someone who's genetically identical to you, you've got no excuse for not having done as well as them. Yeah. So I think you know, aside from all the publicity, there's that kind of personal pressure as well. Yeah. But I think that they pretty quickly just. Um, you know, they, they sort of describe it as like falling in love. You know, they, they you suddenly describe, they discover this person who's just like you, and they just became inseparable very, very quickly. Yeah. Remind our listeners, we're speaking with Tim Wardle. He's the director of a documentary that's coming out on June 29th here in Los Angeles called Three Identical Strangers. Uh, and it is, again, I will say it again, I'll continue to say it, it's a remarkable film uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, sort of, so... Moving from there, and we're going to sort of leapfrog ahead a little bit uh, in terms of uh, what happens in the story. Uh, but this does – this is a film that it, in many ways is about the, uh, the ongoing psychological kind of question. Uh, what has more of an impact or what is the dominant impact on somebody, whether it's nature or nurture, being born with your characteristics, your DNA, your – tendencies or are you nurtured into um and this is where their families come into play but or or is it your environment that you grow up in um yeah i'm sure you've been asked this question a number of times how do you how do you address it well i think you know i i started off you're right it's a fundamental question how do we become the people that we are is it it our genetics or is it our our environment and our families that that shape us into the people that we are Mm. and i i think starting off with this movie I, i i felt that um 
nurture you know my your family and your environment were absolutely key in shaping you into the person you are and i i think that the the journey of the film that's you know you see when you watch the movie is also the journey i went on when i made it you know we met people who tell us genetics is everything and you you know you think you have free will you think you've made all these decisions in, in your life actually it's your your genes that have been pushing you in in that way so I, I think I, I flipped back and forward quite a lot while I was making the film, and I think that's reflected in in the film. You know, we meet different people, and they'll, they'll change your opinion several times on on where this uh, where the answer to this question lies. Yeah, and part of that that part there's a part of the film where you dive into their families, and there is actually in the in the film there is a kind of a demographic difference between each of the men's families that plays out in a way that sort of again keeps coming back to that question at least pushes that question a little bit further uh, whether it's nature or nurture one of them is a doctor they're doing well middle class and then what you would call i guess not lower class but certainly kind of a more marginal blue collar kind of thank you blue collar thank you that's the word so that's another part of the film that is just utterly fascinating and and uh, uh just adds so much of the the backstory the flavor to the film it's a it's a continually compelling film to watch i i uh, i i for and at no point did i feel like i knew what was going to happen uh next and uh that's really a strength of this film and, and again as a storyteller this has been remarkable um what has been the reaction uh among family and friends and uh and of the uh the triplets um it's been really positive you know i i was i was very nervous um showing the film to them mm-hmm. um you know it's their story they, they've lived with it for a long time uh, it's been told in many ways uh, in the past and, and inaccurate ways and so it was really important to me that they at least um were, were in some way approving of it but no they, they they really liked it i mean i think some family members have found it harder viewing than others but i think broadly speaking everyone is you know feels that it's an accurate portrayal of what what happened um as you say, you know, for them, it's real life. It's, you know, for, for me telling it, I constantly had to remind myself, you know, it's easy to get carried away thinking, wow, this is an extraordinary story. And it really does, as you say, kind of put the audience through it. You know, really, if you watch this film, it will take you on a real journey um, and, and surprise you, hopefully, quite a few times. There are, there are quite a few big twists. But, you know, we had to constantly remind ourselves these, these guys lived it and this is their life that you're committing to uh, to film here. And so... Um, yeah, I was, I was really pleased when it when when they watched it and they were they were happy with with how it turned out. Yeah, the film premiered at the Sundance Film Festival. It's played at probably a couple of dozen film festivals and done very well, very well received film. Well, I just had one sort of maybe a kind of a left field question. I'll I'll end with with this. Has anyone approached you about doing this as a feature? Absolutely. I mean, the, the crazy thing was when when this you know we took this film to Sundance. We we, we were just happy to get in, you know, and, yeah. and we had the, the first screening. Um, Darren Aronofsky was in the audience and tweeted about it, saying, uh, you know, this is disturbing and a brilliant watch or something like that. And um, from then on, it went crazy. You know, everyone was trying to see it at Sundance, but there was huge, and there has continued to be huge interest. Um, from people in in the uh, drama possibility, and I think that um, I haven't been part of this, but um, a lot of negotiations have been going on. I think it is going to happen. Um, uh, from big big Hollywood players have been kind of chasing the story. I think one of the things maybe that attracts people is, is from an actor exactly. perspective. 
it you know it gives someone the opportunity. Lots of people have played twins before, but it gives one actor the chance to play three people. And I mean, you know, what actor wouldn't love a, a shot of that? Exactly. That when I when I got exactly as I thought about the film, I thought, what actor worth his salt would not just relish the opportunity to take this on as as uh, as their own? And it's uh, and that speaks again to the all the, the different things that happen in the story, all the different uh, personalities. While they are triplets, they also over the course of the film we see different personalities and different re- you know they're, they're different people and uh but they also share a lot in common it, it's it, you're right i don't know this art this this film will answer any questions about nature nurture but it will certainly spur a lot of conversations uh, in that regard and um, i hope so i mean that's that's what i'm really hoping that i, I you know i i, I want to make films that entertain and um inform people but also you know pose a lot of questions that mean that they leave the theater wanting to have a a discussion with our friends and family about 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 it. So uh, hopefully this this film achieves that. Yeah, I can't imagine that they wouldn't. I can't imagine if I found out I had a twin or a triplet uh, that I wouldn't react in in you know. Or you can't imagine not putting yourself in that place. I guess what I was trying to say, and that you what kind? How would you react if this was your life? Uh, well. Uh, Tim Wardle, thank you so much for the film and, and for coming on Film School. The film is Three Identical Strangers. It opens here in Los Angeles on June 29th. Check this out. Uh, it's, a, it's a CNN Films production, and uh, my congratulations on a remarkable documentary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yes. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.